Hello everyone, I'm so glad you're here. I had the amazing opportunity to speak with Whitney McNeil. The conversation that we had, I loved it so much. She is a certified medium and spiritual teacher and spiritual mentor. She has helped over 10,000 people connect with spirit. She's the founder of a multi-six-figure business, a messenger of spirit, LLC, where she helps spiritual and ambitious souls learn to understand their intuitive messages and communication with their spiritual guides. We went in to talk about the four intuitive languages of spirit, how to connect to them, the conversation and the questions. I absolutely love what we dove into today. We talked about connecting to spirit, learning to trust your intuition, about the logical mind and how it gets in the way of us connecting to our intuition. And we also talked about like our dreams and astro projection. So anyways, I'm not going to give too much away. So I'm going to leave it there. And I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Welcome to the Intuitively Guided Podcast. My name is Holly Knicken, and I'm an intuitive healer, a Reiki master, and a love of all things that have to do with our body, mind, spirit, and soul. I'm on a mission to bring awareness to our mental well-being and how we're all connected, how what we focus on, we attract more of that into our life, and how your energy and vibration is everything. You are way more powerful than you even know. You have the ability to heal yourself within with the right tools, mindset, nutrition, and knowledge. If you are looking to take full responsibility and create the life of your desires, you have showed up in the correct spot. My intention for this podcast is to give you the tools, resources, and stories that can inspire you, motivate you, and give you what you need in order to give you lasting change. I believe to live your fullest life, you have to clear out the garbage, which is your past difficulties you've experienced in life, in order to create the life of your dreams. I am so excited that you are here with me today. So let's click that like and follow button so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Now let's get started. Welcome back. I'm so glad you're here. I have the amazing Whitney McNeil on today and she is a medium. I'm so excited for this conversation. I love speaking and talking everything about connecting to our guides, our spiritual beings. However, you're the expert, so I'm going to let you take over. I'd love to just know like a little bit about you, how you got into this space and like trusting your intuition, because I know that can be very hard for people. I still have a hard time because our logical mind says, no, don't follow this. But our intuition is like, yes, go. So I'd love to hear like your story, your background and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. And I'm very excited to chat with you today. So what I do, I help spiritual and ambitious souls really understand their intuition and connecting to their spirit guides. And the way I teach is through a step-by-step grounded way. One of the main frustrations I had when I was trying to understand my intuition was people would just say, just tune in. And I thought, how am I just going to tune in? Like I need some clarity. So that's really my passion to, to help others understand that they have their own intuitive abilities, but how I got started on this path years ago, when I was younger, I started seeing things in the house 
and I would know things before they happened. And I was so fascinated, but I didn't have any support as to what this really was. You know, my parents did the best they could. They said, Whitney, you're just dreaming. You've got a great imagination. And they were trying to help me not be scared because I would wake up in the middle of the night and see things. And there was one time where I saw a person standing at my door and I thought it was my dad because it was, he was tall. And I thought that has to be my dad. And I kept saying, dad, dad. And the, the figure kept coming closer to me. And I finally just screamed. And when I ran, I ran right through the figure to my parents' room and made them check for footprints. No footprints. There was no one in the house. (laughs) This was a spirit person. So I had this fascinating just energy with what all this stuff was, but it really got to a point where I became really scared. So I remember coming home from college and I was staying with my parents over summer break And I saw this woman sit at the edge of my bed and the woman was nice. She had red hair. She was wearing a pink shirt, but it scared me. So I just yelled, you're dead. Go to the light. I had like zero idea what to do with this. And I just had watched TV shows. I thought this is just what I do. And from there on, I cut off my abilities. I just said, I'm done. I don't know what to do. I don't want people visiting me randomly in the middle of the night. So when I cut off my abilities, I also cut off my intuition, my guidance coming in. So I started making decisions that were very logical or what people thought I should do instead of really listening to myself. So I ended up in a health crisis where I really couldn't even walk from my bedroom to the bathroom without resting. And I was getting ready to apply for disability. I just, no one could figure out what was wrong with me. So my aunt in a last ditch effort said, I'm going to take you to this healing place and it's alternative. And I thought, whatever. So we went, I had four days of energy clearing. I started to see other people who were in touch with their intuitive abilities. And I started to open up my energy again and realize that this was a safe thing I can do. And when I did that, I was able to go on a hike in the desert after four days of this. And I really just transformed this. It was like a slap in the face. Whitney, this is real. You can do this. And this is good. Look at what good it's doing for you by connecting into this energy. So this is a huge transformation. And after that calling, I said, I really need to step into my purpose. I really need to get a handle on my intuition. And so I'm not just randomly picking up things at the grocery store. So I sought out a mentor to really help me hone this intuition. And this is just how the journey continued. I want to really help other people open their intuition if they don't think they're intuitive because they are and hone their intuition if they feel like things are happening the way it happened to me. So that's how I got started and a short version of the story. Wow, that's amazing. And I feel like your aunt was probably guided to help you that all connected. So that's amazing. So thank you for sharing your story. Now, I know you talk about there's four types of intuition. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, so there's four intuitive languages. And Really, what I help people get in touch with is learning how to speak their own intuitive 
language. I really believe that it's a language that we're born with. We just aren't really taught how to develop it. It's the same for any language that we learn to speak, to communicate. It's just when we are growing up, not many people teach us how to speak with spirit. So one, knowing how your energy system is designed and how to receive messages from spirit is going to be a really key indication in learning how to trust and receive those messages coming in. So there's four intuitive languages. There's one that I call the seer. And this is more of that classic intuitive language that we tend to see in movies and things like that. It's where we have clairvoyance. So we can see spirit such as I'm literally seeing a person there, but most of the time it comes in the form of when I'm meditating or when I'm closing my eyes, I see colors or I might see names or I might see faces. And some of the indications that your clairvoyance is opening is when you start to see moving pictures. So they look like gifts. It's just the same thing going over and over and over. And they send us symbols. So there can be so much information when you're seeing a symbol. So the color purple that you see when you meditate isn't necessarily just a color. There can be a meaning behind that color purple. So one of the symbols that I was sent was two plus two equals four. And this was in one of my readings that I was giving someone. If we try to make sense of what that symbol means, we are going to mess the message up. So we could logic ourselves into, okay, two plus two equals four. They're talking about math or they're talking about accounting or something like that. When you're leaving your mind open and you really start to learn your language, what that meant was there are four people that live in the home and there's two couples. So when I told this woman, I said, spirit's telling me that there's four people people that live in your home, but there it's two couples. So two people and two people. And she looked at me and was like, yes. <laughs> so this is an example of how it can come in. So we can see spirit, but also symbols, colors, names, things like that. Now, another intuitive language is the owl and the owl is with clear audience. So you can hear spirit. So this means that you could hear spirit kind of like who's, who's having a conversation in my house, you know, what's going on. But 99% of the time with your clear audience is going to sound like your own inner reading voice. So this is where a lot of people get tripped up and they say, am I just making this up? Am I talking to myself, you know, or is this an intuitive message I'm getting. So one of the tips I will tell people that take my program, I will say, you know, when the message comes in so super fast, you know, it's coming in from spirit. There's other things that you can do to really start trusting that, but that's one indication. So a lot of times we're trying to get an answer or we're trying to ask a question to our guides to receive guidance. But before we even get the question out, we've already formed that thought in the energy and spirit gives us the answer really fast back. So that's another language of clear audience. And so sometimes people don't know if they're a clear audience or not. And one of the indications I'll say, do you talk to yourself? Do you listen to music? Do you need a lot of silence? That's more of an indication that you're probably clear audience. And then a third intuitive language is the empath. So the empath is a language that we probably are familiar with, but it's that clairsentience. So when we have those clear gut feelings, that's part of being an empath, but also the empath can feel sensations such as I'm feeling like tingles when I'm getting a yes, or I'm feeling a coolness 
or I'm feeling a tapping on my right shoulder or left shoulder. And so those differences can mean, yes, this is the way, or no, how about we turn around and think about this a little bit more? So there's different things that can come through with feelings and sensations in the body. So feeling things. And then we have the channeler. And I love talking about the channeler because it is this language that not a lot of people know about. And when people tell me they're not intuitive, I'm like, you must be a channeler. So the channeler doesn't necessarily get messages externally like, oh, I had a feeling, oh, I saw something or I heard something. The channeler reacts to situations in the environment through their body and knowing. So for an instance, you will have a knowing as a fact and not question it and continue on with what you're doing through an inspiration. And then you might go, wait a minute, why am I reacting to this? Nobody told me. So one example is when I, in my first marriage, I was at home by myself and I just had my animals there. It was just my pets. And my ex-husband, who was my husband at the time, was working. And I just had this knowing that he lost his wedding ring. And I got a little irritated about it. And I started talking to myself. And about five minutes passed. And I thought, Whitney, what is wrong with you? No one has told you. And you're getting all kind of irritated about something that's not even a fact. Well, he came home that night, never said a word. I didn't say anything about it. The next day he took me out to lunch and said, I lost my wedding ring yesterday. And I didn't want to tell you, I was trying to look everywhere for it before I told you. And I was relieved. I laughed. I'm like, I'm so glad you lost your wedding ring because that was such a knowing that I was reacting to. So it's this knowing or your body can feel very tired when it's something's a no and will often prevent you from going somewhere on time sometimes. And you need to be prevented from that. Or you get really full of energy. Like it's a full body. Oh, I'm really full of energy. I have all this inspiration. So, so many times people don't realize that that's an intuitive message and channelers will exhibit intuitive messages by talking. They will just tell people great advice and they're like, where'd that come from? Or they will write great advice on through writing, like on social media or something like that. And it's more about their body has reacted before they've processed that it's intuitive. So those are in a nutshell are the four intuitive languages. Oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, do you think that everybody, like that people can have all four of them or yeah? Yeah, great question. So you can have one, two, three, or four, you can have all. And what's really interesting is I always encourage everyone to learn about all of them because your intuitive language can change over time, depending on what's going on with your energy, what's going on with your body. We're changeable, growing energy beings. So things don't stay static forever. So the way in which you receive your messages can also change depending on what's going on in your life and how you've evolved energetically and things things like that. So for several years, I saw things really clearly and I still am primarily what I would say is seer. And my second language would be the channeler. However, there was a period of time where I didn't really see anything. And I thought, what's wrong? You know, what's going on here? But I would really rely heavily on the channeler. So sometimes I would say things like to a, in a reading, 
And there was a part of me that's like, what are you even saying? Like, you know, you're just saying a bunch of stuff, which of course I was receiving validation that was coming in from spirit, but that's really why you have to learn your intuitive language so that you do start trusting and knowing, but you are an energetic mix up. You have a special, unique, energetic recipe that you were born with, which is usually your primary languages, but you can add them if you don't have them through consistency, through doing exercises and talking to spirit and letting them know that you would like to increase your awareness. So the more that we raise our vibration and we come more sensitive to spirit, the more that we start to bring more awareness to these other languages that maybe we haven't gotten in touch with before. Mm, That's amazing. When, so for people that are like, Hey, I've tried talking, I've tried, you know, journaling, I've tried these different activities, but I don't seem to get it. What advice would you give to them? Yeah. So one, I would say, are you expecting the message to come in a certain way in our society? We're kind of built to go out and look for the message. Like, where is it? You know, I'm ready. I've been doing my exercises. You know, I'm expecting the results. So that's one thing when we're expecting it to come in a certain way, or we're expecting it to be like this huge voice out of the sky. That's like, you go do this thing we can block the message. We're really trying to control the way it's trying to come in for us. So that's not necessarily going to work. The other thing I would say here is, are you clearing your mind? So we will feel like we have to do something to get the message. When in fact, one of the tips I'll say is lie back, like relax and clear your mind. The more that your mind is clear, you're literally creating a super highway for the message to come through. So we have to get out of that analytical or expectation and just let it come in. And when we first start to develop our intuition, those messages come in really subtly. Like we expect it to be this, I will see a purple heart or, you know, something like that versus it goes, you know, and just leaves. So it's like, boom, here I am. There I am. Spirit is faster. We are heavier. They are lighter. So it happens in an instant. And that little thought, that little sound, that little thing that you saw is often a message. And we just kind of shove it off like, no, that was just probably something I made up. In fact, it was real. So for an example, when I used to teach in person, I would teach mediumship. And I remember I have a student And he was giving a reading to another student in the class. And he was bringing in the uncle of this person. And he saw this car come in really quickly and it left. And he just discarded it. And he said, you know, I'm just not that. Let me make sure my mind's clear. Well, then he kind of made up a car, basically. So his imagination made up a vehicle that he described and the person couldn't understand. And I said, okay drop that. What did you see when it was really fast and it left? And he said, I saw a black Lincoln town car. And so the woman said, that was my uncle's car. So it's just those quick light messages and realizing that those are valid. The next thing I would say to somebody is, have you been consistent with developing and flexing your intuitive muscle? So doing intuitive exercises are going to be important to receive. 
We are in a culture that expects things to happen overnight. When you're learning a language, if you were to take French or or Spanish or English or whatever language it is, you're not going to be fluent in it overnight. Right. So your your spirit guides are going to be working with you as you start to understand. And sometimes we just want to know the entirety of a message. And spirit's like, hey, we just gave you, you know, a word, like we're trying to test the connection here to make sure that you're getting it. So really knowing that that's that consistency and also writing down your messages can be really helpful for validation. You know, there's a part of our brain that wants that validation. So that's why I do partner exercises inside my program so that people will be able to give messages and the other person can say, I totally understand what you're saying, even though you think you don't understand what you're saying. So if you don't have a partner, you can write it down or do a voice memo on your phone. And this can be a great reflection to come back to. And you can understand oftentimes when they say hindsight is 2020, sometimes we just need that extra. Oh yeah, that's what it was. So it's a process for sure. Right. And so how do you, how do you believe that mediumship has helped you also your clients in business and in life? Oh yeah. So a lot of times we don't even think of intuition as a tool in business. Sometimes we just think it's part of our spiritual growth and development, but with using your intuitive abilities in business, it can open your business up to so much abundance. So let me give you a a real world example. In 2018, I started to feel this, this intuitive message from my spirit guides. You need to create an online course. And I thought, okay, I'm doing one-on-one appointments. You know, I'm teaching classes in person. And so I got really nervous because one, I was stretching my energy, had to learn this new skill set. And then in 2019, I got the calling even more, hey, you need to just completely pivot into teaching. I had really discovered a while back that my passion was in teaching and not necessarily in doing the service appointments, even though I love connecting with people. I just really love teaching. And I got this push. Hey, it's time for you to go full time. So I listened to my intuition And then what happened in 2020, we had a pandemic. (laughs) So that's one great way of when you think I am no longer going to have an office in Sedona. I'm going to get rid of my office. I'm not going to do in person anymore. I'm not going to do services. I'm completely changing the way I'm getting income by doing a course. You don't necessarily think, okay, logically, this is making sense. And then you see why it made sense. So this is one way of a great example of following your intuition. Another way is when you really follow that inspiration, you'll see that your actions can take you into new places to grow your business, to create new opportunities for visibility in your business, and also to meet really aligned partners and having let's say changes down the road that you couldn't even imagine. So just a quick little shift in your marketing or an inspiration to do something can make all the difference with more abundance in your life through money, but also that joy and that flexibility and that freedom. They know what's coming up. Your ego might not, but they're like the people on the mountain that say, Hey, turn right. (laughs) They're the navigators for your business and your life. 
Right. And how does someone, when they have a really high ego, because if we're listening to our ego, I believe we can't connect to spirit. It's like, it's a clash there. So how, when I notice there's a lot of people that are in tuned with their ego side. Yeah, definitely. So when we are listening to our ego, that's a great example of how I was when I'd shut off my guidance, right? My ego is my logic what's going to make sense, what I think I should do. And of course there's ego where we can think of people think they're always right and they're not open to guidance. So when we're completely listening to our ego, we are not receiving messages from our higher self, our spirit guides, our intuition. So allowing yourself to be open to trying new things is one of the keys, right? To trying something. And so you can start small. So if you are someone that always listens to your ego, always makes logical sense, let's start small. And you can ask your spirit guides for an opportunity and they will help create one for you so that you could just say yes. And then the more that you see that that works out, the bigger the opportunities will come. And then you say yes to that. And then you say yes to that. There's been so many times where I've been nervous to make an investment because my ego's nervous. It doesn't make sense logically. And then I follow my intuition and I'm like, oh, that's amazing. And this has happened with $1,000 decisions and then it went up to five-figure decisions and then it went up to six-figure decisions. So it's more so trusting and then trusting and then trusting. So yes, if you are only listening to your ego, you're shutting out your guides. And that's part of my story. I hated my job. I had health problems and I was in a place where I was really miserable. When I opened up my, my receiving side and listened to the guidance, I improved my health. I also started my own business and that's how I, the abundance comes in. I love what I do. I love my life versus being stuck in a position where I hated what I was doing. So in a nutshell, again, (laughs) that's how it can really help. Right. That's amazing. I've seen it help so many people just by connecting to spirit, because a lot of times we get in our own way because we have such a limited mindset and we can't see everything where spirit can see. So what would you say to someone who's like, I, I feel like I'm getting the guidance and I keep hitting all these obstacles and walls. Everybody says it's supposed to be easier when you connect to spirit, but I feel like it's not working for me. Yeah. So are you saying the connecting to spirit isn't working for them? Um, They feel like they're getting the guidance, but they just feel like in a certain situation, they're following the guidance, but every time they follow, Um, it's another wall. Thought this was the way I was supposed to go. (laughs) Exactly. I wanted to clarify. I thought that's what you're asking. And that's what happens. So one of the things I'll say is when stuff starts shifting and changing in your external environment, Even if it's not working out the way you think it's supposed to be working out, it is. It's part of your vibration is shifting. So sometimes when we start listening to our intuition and we have made decisions from our ego, we kind of got ourselves in a rut and we start climbing out of that rut, it takes extra effort to get out of that rut. Because your spirit guides are always, always going to shift you onto the right path and to back on your path if you've gotten off of it and taken a side tour. 
but it will take a little effort to climb over the brush <laughs> to get back onto that clear path. So sometimes we think it's not working out. It is, but let me share a story. So I was talking to my husband years ago and he was feeling like he was going to work with a specific client and he wanted to know from spirit, you know, am I going to get this client? And we both felt like the answer was, yes, you're going to get this client, but guess what? He didn't get the client. However, three years later, he did. (laughs) Sometimes we need to ask better questions to our guides. Sometimes we think that it's supposed to be in the now when in fact, spirit's like, yes, you will get the client, but it's going to be, you know, in this other timeline or in three years of something like that. So we oftentimes are shifting our vibration and we are clearing the path. So if you're in a situation, if you're listening and you feel like I'm coming up against these roadblocks, what I'll say is whenever you work on the pipes in your home, Well, the water runs a little murky before it runs clear again. So we are working on our energy system. There are things that need to be cleared out from our life. And it's more so knowing that I am working towards something and I know that spirit has me and I'm going to allow my ego to not judge it and knowing that I'm just going to follow my spirit guidance and keep taking those inspired actions. And when you do, eventually you'll see, oh yeah, that's made so much sense. Now I get it, (laughs) but you might not see it in the moment, but I promise you it's happening if you're following your intuition. Right. Wow. That's so awesome. Is there anything that you could, any advice that you would give someone who's like, okay, I'm listening. I'm starting to hear about all these spiritual things. I would like to dive into it. Where could they, they're like, a book or a course, or what would you recommend for someone just opening up? Yeah. So I have a free spirit guide masterclass. I would totally recommend that. Um, You can go over to messengerspirit.com forward slash free class, and I'll teach you the steps that you need to put into place to really start talking to your spirit guides and creating a consistent schedule with them. And I also have a lot of great information over on my podcast, Spiritual and Ambitious, because I really feel like free things can be really helpful. But I love that masterclass because one of the things I was truly looking for was consistency and knowing steps. And I love books. I love things, but sometimes it can be hard to piece them all together. So I've kind of compiled, I think, all the main things that you need to know to start out inside of the class. So that's where I would recommend. I have so many people asking me, Hey, you know, do you have a book? And I'm working on it. I promise. But I do think that sometimes we can get overwhelmed when we're trying to take in all the information. And so I wanted to put that together to make it a little easy for everybody. Right. Cause there is like, I find in our world, there's so much knowledge. Yeah. So like, there's so much. (laughs) The other thing I wanted to ask is like, when you have, there's so much at your fingertips, how do you know which one to even go to? Like which information, because there's so many different mediums out there that have different messages or what would you say around that? So a couple of things I'll say, one is spirits always guiding you to the right mentor, the right person that you need to hear a message from. But when you're choosing someone to work with, I would really sit back and you can even call in your spirit guides. Even if you feel like you haven't necessarily figured out how to get their messages, just call them in 
and just see who you feel like you resonate with. And it can be the teaching style of the person. It can be the vibration of their voice. It can just be something that a lot of people say, gosh, you look like someone or you remind me of someone. So just take a few moments and see what, how you respond to their energy. One of the things I say is, you know, recommendations are always great, but a lot of us are online. So really looking at the person's picture or hearing their voice vibration and just see if you resonate with it, because I truly believe that there's not, you know, just one person out there for everybody that that's the truth. That's why we all are here to share our abilities. And I think that there's so much wonderful information out there and just choosing who you really feel in resonance to. Sometimes we jump in without really thinking about it. And I would make sure that you sit with it and see how you're feeling. So try it out a little bit, see how it's going with you and then kind of make your decision. That's amazing. That's great advice. What is a piece of advice that you wish you would have told your younger self when you were diving into this, um, Mm. into this world of spiritual? Yeah. Not to be afraid. That's what I would tell my younger self. I ran away a lot and it was because I didn't understand this. I remember getting my first Reiki session, by the way, and I got off the table early because it weirded me out. And so seeing spirit really weirded me out, but I was so interested in it. I just felt like there was a lack of information. Like, is this bad? You know, is this, can I harness it? Can I hone it? Or does this happen to me? What if I'm just going to be this person that gets bombarded with all these spirit people all the time? So I would have told my younger self, you can control this ability and you can turn it on and off at your leisure when you want. I would also have said, you know, you can also really utilize your intuition in a positive way each and every day. It doesn't just happen when you think it's going to happen to you. You get to have a say and you get to access your intuition when you want to. So I always encourage everybody to talk to their spirit guides every day, but sometimes we just think, oh, I'm going to get woken up in the middle of the night. And I would, I would have said, no, no, Hey, that doesn't have to happen to you. Cause that did happen to me, but there's techniques that you can learn where it doesn't have to happen to you. So you can set up boundaries with spirit. Yes, definitely. And there's a spirit guide that I refer to as the doorkeeper when I teach inside my program that you can work with to make sure that only the right spirits are coming through and at what time that they're coming through as well. Oh, that's awesome. It's good to know. One last question. What would you say? Because I feel that there's a lot of children right now with spiritual gifts and parents Mm -hmm. aren't sure how to support them. Yeah, I am definitely seeing that. So one of the things that I would say is really listen to your children. And if you're a parent that has a sensitive child, learn your intuition for yourself so that you can help them and understand. It's usually a lack of understanding. And so if you can kind of understand that you have intuition, it might not look like what your child has, that's going to be the key is educating yourself so that you can better help your child, but really listening to them and help them create boundaries. That's really what I'm seeing a lot of children have is they're just wide open and they don't have those boundaries. So if you can help them with feeling empowered, such as 
small children might see a spirit when they're sleeping and the spirit can be a great spirit or it can be a spirit that they just don't know who it is. Right. So one of the things you could do is get some essential oils and whenever they see this, you can spray the essential oils. These could be clearing oils. So one it's calming. Maybe, maybe you have lavender in there to help them go to sleep, but also it gives them this empowerment tool where it's I'm clearing my space or I'm feeling protected in this moment. So those are some small things that you can do, but really the key is educating yourself so you can help them. That's awesome. Is there anything that we didn't cover today that you're like, oh, I need to share this information? You know, one of the things that I wanted to touch in on again is going back to that question you had, what if you're getting intuitive guidance and keep running up against these blocks? One of the things I'll say is your spirit guides can be helping you learn lessons and you might interpret them as blocks or resistance, but spirit is leading you into a place where you need to be learning to stand up for yourself or learning some sort of letting go or something in that place where our ego wants it, wants to say it's bad or it's a block. Our spirit guides are like, no, this is what needs to happen. So, you know, surrender to your higher power, to yourself, like our higher self, the highest soul of who we are. It's more of like, hey, this is just part of you letting go so you can move forward. This is holding you down. So we have a teacher guide that comes in to help us learn lessons And one of the things that you can do if you feel like you're running up against blocks is to call on that teacher guide and ask them to take you on an astral travel at night. We all astral travel at night, whether we remember them or not. And your teacher guide can help you shift those, what you call blocks in the astral plane while you're air quotes, you're sleeping so that you can have more awareness of some of the things that you need to do. So if you're feeling blocked, a lot of times our guides will give us messages in the dream time or in the astral time, but also you can start to work on these issues while you're not necessarily conscious. So your spirit is kind of becoming more aware of what needs to happen too. Okay. So now I have a question because <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't know you talk, uh, talked about astral planning. Cause I know, I know for me that it's been happening for a while now, but I have, I'm like, what is it? I wake up and I'm like, what does this mean? I remember everything. I don't know what this means. And yeah. so I'm always, I don't know if you want to say worried or like, am I getting the right message or what do I need to do here? <laughs> Yeah. So a couple of things. One, I would really talk to your guides every day and say, Hey, any intuitive messages, it's great that you're giving to me in the dream time, but I really like to actively receive them while I'm awake. However, when we're in the astral plane and we're getting these messages, I would say about 85% of people don't remember, but you can start to remember. So you could ask your spirit guides, Hey, I'd really like to start kind of transferring some of what we're doing in the astral plane into the brain so that I can have this in my awareness, but also it's okay. If you don't remember, it's like this energy store that you have. So for an example, I went on an astral travel and I came back with this awareness that somebody talked to me about gluten sensitivity. And I was like, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know anybody that has that. Well, fast forward years, I'm gluten-free. So I had this knowledge, but it wasn't necessarily in my brain or my mind to actively understand what it meant. But when the time came for me to start to 
understand more about gluten sensitivity, I felt like I already had some knowledge there. And I'm like, where did this come from? Oh, it came from the astral travel. So it's like this card in your back pocket. And when you need to access the knowledge, Holly, you're just going to go, oh, wait a minute, here it is. (laughs) So sometimes like we want to know the meaning right now, but we're not meant to. It's just stored in our energy and it comes back when we need it. And then we're like, oh yeah, here it is. Okay. Interesting. So we all astroplane, but just some of us don't remember it. Is that correct? Yeah. I'd say most of us don't remember. And so if you want to start remembering, you can start asking your spirit guides to help you with the remembering part. But usually when we want to remember, it's more of our ego wanting us to remember. We want to make sense of it. It's just in our energy and we will need to know it. We'll get the message. It like hasn't gone anywhere. It's still there. You just haven't brought it up yet to like actively look at it. You'll understand that message whenever it needs to be understood. But everyone does astral travel. If you feel like you want to learn more, just talk to your teacher guide before you go to sleep and say, hey, I would really like to have an astral travel. And you can astral travel to learn lessons. You can meet people. You can visit situations that you need to heal. What's really interesting is in our waking life, like if I ran into you on the street before we had this interview, I might say, gosh, Holly, do we know each other? I feel like we've met somewhere before. A lot of times people just kind of chalk that up to past life, but often it's in an astral plane where your spirit guides were directing you to meet someone that you needed to be aware of so that when you see them, it's like a, oh, I need to talk to you. I need to kind of have that conversation. And I know we're probably running close on time. I want to share this story. It's Yes, go ahead. Okay, good. So I used to teach in-person Reiki classes and I had a private class with a man and it was coming up the next day. Well, the night before I was in the astral plane and I was with my Reiki guide and my Reiki guide was waiting with me. And he said, you know, hold on, your student's coming. Well, the student came in and she was this beautiful woman who I'd never met on the earth plane and I was getting ready to teach her. And I thought, all right, I woke up. I only had printed, I think one manual and I had like an extra one somewhere. So I go to my Reiki class, literally in the earth plane and the man shows up with his wife. And that's the woman I met in the astral plane. And she said, I just have a message from my teacher. That's how she described it. That I'm supposed to take this class with, with him. And I said, yes, you are. Normally I would have been like, no, I don't have the, you know, the manual or I've set the stuff up. And this was a clear, oh my gosh, you actually had the same experience I had where your teacher was telling you to take this class. Yes. So that's really interesting. So group astral travel can happen and you can meet people, even if they don't remember, it's just this little light bulb that goes off where you're like, Ooh, I should know this person. Right. And so can you, you said we can go back and heal in the astral plane. Can we heal stuff without doing it consciously? We can heal it in the astral plane. Yeah. And you can ask your teacher guide to focus on that. I find we were just talking about mercury retrograde before we started (laughs) to press record. I find that I have a lot of situations that come up from high school or from when I was younger that I don't even know that I need to heal 
And it's the weirdest thing. Some people will ask me, I dreamt about so-and-so and I don't even talk to them or, you know, they weren't even important to me or they were at one time, but I don't even think about them anymore. And there, it's really a part of yourself that needs to heal from that age or from that timeline. So sometimes we'll have these conversations with exes or people like a teacher, even in high school. And it might've been that we needed to really speak our truth or we needed to really step into our authenticity. So sometimes we will, I don't want to say replay, but revisit a situation where we're acting out what needed to happen, or we even have a conversation. So with my ex-husband, I remember having an astral visit with him and it was an awareness where I met him at his work. This is all in the astral plane. And I said, Hey, you know, we're getting a divorce. Is there anything that's unfinished business here that we need to take? And we both looked down and there were no cords. And I said, no, we're good. So it's really an interesting and beautiful ability that I believe is underused because we don't know about it. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Cause I'm going to try some of these. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And you know, for anyone listening, when, if, even if you're not remembering, you can go into meditation and call in the higher self of whoever is the person in question. If you know that you need to heal something, just call upon their energy, ask your spirit guides to help that person's soul, that higher self come forth and then have a conversation. And one of the best ways to heal is to say, you know, I appreciate you and thank you for showing me X, Y, Z lesson. Thank you for teaching me X, Y, Z lesson. I am releasing you with love. So you can actively do this too. Even if you feel like you not, you're not sure if you're doing it in the astral plane. Okay. And do you believe that if you're in a, a difficult situation per se with somebody and you do this, do you need to do it one time? Do you need to continue to do it? Like, do you believe you can change the situation? Yeah. I've seen some amazing things happen. I used to do past life regressions and I remember seeing this woman come in and she didn't have a relationship with her daughter. And we worked on this and we removed cords and then her daughter reached out. And after years of not talking and they started to re- started a relationship. So it's just so interesting. Yes, <laughs> you can. How many times do you need to do it? It really just depends on what your spirit's ready for. So this person I'm remembering, it took three times because it was almost like it was too vulnerable. It was too raw for her to get into that into that place where she needed to be. So I look at it as the layers of the onion that we're used to seeing. Right. And so we, re- we remove a cord. We remove another cord. We remove another cord. And I've seen situations where husband and wife were having some difficulties and one of them came in, removed some cords, did some healing, and then their relationship shifted and changed. So sometimes it is through past life. Sometimes it's just some energy that's built up between the two people in the current situation. And it's just a releasing that needs to happen on your end and see how it shifts and changes for you. So do you, I, oh, I think I could talk all day with you. I, one last, <laughs> one last question because sure. relationships, relationships, are, I think are the hardest for, for individuals, right? Cause there's yeah. a lot of, we all bring our own stuff into these. Do you believe that everyone can work through something or do you believe that there is sometimes it just doesn't happen? Cause I know that we cannot change someone. 
Yeah. So I, we cannot change anyone. And really, I don't think that we're meant to work through something with every single person or relationship. And one of the things that you can kind of tune into is what's my contract here? Sometimes we play out karma and we needed to be a placeholder for this person to play out karma, or we needed to learn a lesson, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that relationship is supposed to work out. It's more of a, thank you for teaching me this. I have gratitude now that now I have the awareness and I feel like our karma is balanced as the contract complete, and then you can move on. So it's not really that we're designed to work through every relationship and make it work. It's more of a, what do I need to learn here? Is this healthy for me? Is this something that's coming in that I have now feeling been felt like this is teaching me and I'm complete. And sometimes the answer is yes. And the relationship continues and it shifts and changes. And sometimes the answer is I'm complete and I'm ready to go. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of your knowledge. I've really enjoyed this conversation. So anyone that is listening, where can they find you? You also recommended your free group. Can you just, again, explain all that? And we'll leave it in the show notes for anyone looking for how to find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a podcast since you're listening to a podcast. Um, It's spiritual and ambitious. And you can find me over on Instagram at messenger of spirit. And if you would like to take my free spirit guide masterclass, you can go over to messengerofspirit.com forward slash free class. And I also have a lot of fun freebies on my website, which is just messenger of spirit. That's awesome. Thank you again so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge. I know that you thank you for all the work that you do in this world, uh, because I know you're helping so many people open up their gifts and um, having their life be more connected to spirit. So thank you for that. Thanks so much for having me. And I definitely enjoyed this conversation. Hi, everyone. I just wanted to stop in here for a quick moment and just let you know about my free community on Facebook. If you're not already a part of it, I'll leave the link in the show notes and it's called the Intuitive Healing Community. It's a group where I like to share tools, resources, and information to help you on your healing journey, to help you heal past wounds, childhood trauma, and release any limiting beliefs or blockages that you might still hold on to, to be able to create that life that you desire, to also connect the body, mind, and soul together to have that more expansive healing journey, and also to connect you to the spiritual side of things with the universe, guides, and angels as well. If you feel compelled, I'd love to have you join this free group. There's so much value just for free, so come on over. I can't wait to see you there. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and following along. I would love to hear what you have found most valuable in today's episode. Please leave a review here on the podcast so that I can keep sharing these amazing tools and knowledge that I pick up along the way on my healing journey. If you are not already following me on social media, join me there where I share my daily life and inspiration throughout the day by following Holly Finucan on Instagram or Facebook. I love each and every single one of you and I believe we all have the power and the ability to heal. I can't wait to connect with you and hear how your healing journey is going. Make sure to go out there and spread some love and kindness throughout the day. Love you all.